0: Anime Declassified is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Quiet on
1: the set, everybody! Interview is about to begin!
0: Alright, go ahead. Alright. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Anime Declassified, hosted by Animesecrets.org. I am your host for this evening, Rizwan Merchant, and today I have the esteemed pleasure, and honor to interview one of my childhood heroes, Mr. Joshua Seth, who is better known for his role as Ty from Digimon Adventure, Adventure 2, and all the Digimon movies that are out in that era. And he's also the voice of Alpha 5 for part of Power Rangers Mighty Morphin season. So, welcome Zoss to Houston, Texas. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, man, thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing well. I expected more people to say howdy uh, (laughs) since I'm in Texas. So far, that hasn't happened. Well, howdy. Howdy, partner! (laughs) Yeah! See, that's what I was ready to do.
0: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, um, how did you get into voice acting? Oh,
1: it's a long story. Uh, As as with a lot of voice actors, I started in musical theater. Mm -hmm. So I actually did what was it eight eight shows a week for ten years from the time I was eight to eighteen with touring Uh Broadway casts. And I didn't tour, but they were on tour. And when they would come through Ohio, where I lived, Mm -hmm. there was this pretty big theater company. It was it it started as a five hundred seat theater when I was a kid, and then it was twenty five hundred seats by the time I graduated high school, and I was on every production. And that allowed me to train my voice and, and learn how to you know, perform in front of audiences mm-hmm. and things, and, and gave me like the foundation for what became my voice acting career. Right. And then when I went to college, I went to Tisch School of the Arts at New York University and had a radio show there, WNYU New York City. And I used that radio show to create a demo and got an agent from that out in Los Angeles, moved out there, and then a few years later was able to actually like start booking things regularly. It took a few years, yeah. even with all that background, uh, to really get dialed in. Um, and the rest, as they say,
0: is it's history. history. Yeah. <laughs> so... What was your first big role? Was it Bitsy Mon or was there something before it? Oh there was a lot of stuff
1: before it but okay. nobody remembers it. I mean mm-hmm. I, I was the title character in a show called Honey Bee Hutch. I was the Honey Bee Hutch in oh, Honey wow. Bee Hutch which was 65 episodes I think. Wow. And uh, you can't find it anywhere but that taught me how to do dubbing. Mm-hmm. And there was another series I did before that where I played the sidekick, I can't remember name—it was like Journey to the Heart of the World. I don't think these are even on my IMDb because um, <laughs> that was before IMDb even existed. Yeah. And I did like spot here, spot there, Rugrats <laughs> or Hey Arnold or you know, I would mm-hmm. do like like a a guest star role on like one episode, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said it took me it took me several years to really get networked into the voice acting community. Definitely when Digimon hit, that was my breakout role. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was it wasn't a matter of auditioning so much as it was, am I available? Do I have time in my schedule to go to the studio and voice this role? So it was like a half a dozen years to sort of mm-hmm. get connected in Hollywood, and then a half a dozen years of doing it nonstop. Uh, and then I left
0: to tour with my live show. Okay. Yeah. So... One of our staff members asked me to ask you, what is your favorite bitch evolution of Agumon?
1: Oh, gee, I don't like answering those two things <laughs> because it's only going to piss off the people that disagree. Like, I don't, I like Agumon. I like Agumon as he is, yeah. honestly.
0: Yeah, same. That's, that's my hi, thought as hi, well. Hi, Ty. <laughs> hi, Agumon. <laughs> Agreed. And he's,
1: that's... My, he's my little buddy. I like him yeah. just as he is. Hon- that's my honest answer. Okay.
0: But. So, have you. So you've been Thai for the last twenty something years. 20, 24 years. Twenty four years. recording Yeah. And um, you've been every iteration up until the new dub that came out. Yeah. Uh, for the reboot. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the reboot? Have you seen anything from it? I, or- I've
1: only seen the trailer, um, but you know the 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 guy that like owns the production company, basically. He he actually called me several months before they recast mm-hmm. to tell me they were going to recast and that it, like, wasn't personal. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, really nice of him that they don't typically do that. But yeah. he's like, this is the multiverse, this is a different version of all the characters, so they want everybody to sound different and be voiced by different people. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Ty, it's everybody. Yeah. So that's... that." Basically, help me understand why are they doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and from what I've heard, like I had uh, Benjamin Diskin, who voices Ag- Agumon in the reboot, mm-hmm. on my podcast recently, and he did the voice, and he sounds like, uh, like, like he's from Brooklyn or something. Like, uh, hi, Ty, this is this is Agamemnon. Like, oh he, sound, no. he sounds like that, <laughs> which I guess sounds more like the Japanese version. So yeah, I get it. They all they all sound different, you know. Yeah. I wish them well, and uh, you know I hope it does well because the more people that get into Digimon, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But that's a one off project. That's it's not like I'm never gonna do Tai again. I exactly. will. It's only for that that they did a whole different cast.
0: So speaking of the multiverse, yeah, they had uh, Digimon Cross Wars come out in Japan, uh-huh. and so I think they dubbed the first season of it. They had two more seasons. In the third season, Ty does come back with all the other oh. Ditsy Destin. I did not know this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like this big, great thing where every season Tamers, uh, Frontiers, Savers, they all come in and they save the day. Um, if you had the chance to come back and t- take part in that crossover, would you come back for that role? Absolutely, yes, yes. Okay, I would, yeah. Of course, I would. I would. I would. I... I'll be, I'll
1: be voicing
0: Ty as long as I have a voice to voice things. Is, that's the best thing that's, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> so I've read online that Mighty Morphin is actually how you got to Digimon. Kind
1: of. Not, it wasn't Mighty Morphin though. Okay.
0: Um, so yeah,
1: actually I'll, I'll set the record straight here. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had Alpha 5 voiced... It's the character that I voiced as Alpha 5, the Mm -hmm. robot. Aye, aye, aye! But I didn't originate that. That was a voice actor named Richard Horowitz. I was not involved in those early years, but... Like around, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess like 1998 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was called in to voice that character. I don't know why. I don't. Maybe he was off voicing other stuff. But yeah, uh, I think it. I think it must have been like the final season before he like blew up and they went to space. And I, yeah, it was Alpha Six after that, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure was voiced by a woman. Um, I'm sure so people too. will tell you. just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tell me. Uh, but anyway, I came in to 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 voice uh, Alpha Five. For like those last few episodes on that last season and as a result got to meet the entire production staff at saban which went on to produce digimon so obviously i wasn't doing my normal voice for that character but they knew what my normal voice was just from conversing with me in real right. life and they didn't exactly offer me ty but they offered me the audition and gave me the role because they were already working with me, they knew who I was, they knew what I really sounded like, and they basically just wanted me to do my normal voice as Ty. So yeah, I basically got Ty on Digimon because I was working on Power Rangers.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So whenever you came in and took over from Richard Horowitz for the last bit, how was that transition? Do you have to go back and watch his stuff to kind of get a feel for... They played
1: the scratch tracks in my headphones, so I got to hear, you know, I don't know if they, and this is a long time ago, so I can't remember if they wanted me to do a voice match or mm-hmm. approximate it or whatever, but that's generally how it is. They'll play a clip, I'll hear it in my headphone, do it a couple of times, and then you hear beep, 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 and do it, yeah. And, okay. And, but back then, like, we might not have even had beeps back then. It was That's early on. in the. I was part of kind of the first wave of voice actors that did dubbing on the regular mm-hmm. out in L.A. And there were, I don't know, 20 or 30 of us running around doing all the roles. Like, you, you know the names of all the people. Generally, yeah. it was like me and Kristen Freeman and, and uh, Dee Bradley Baker and Johnny Young Bosch and Wendy Lee and Lex Lang and Sandy Fox. And like, there's, you know, there's like a core group of us that did just about everything. Back there in the late '90s, early 2000s, this was before anime was as popular as it is now, and people would actually like move to Dallas or LA or New -hmm. York or whatever in order to do this. It was just those of us that were already voice actors that had a uh, they either either loved the subject matter, the material that we were voicing, or you know like had a a natural uh, ability. To be able to do this specific type of voice work, which is the most technically challenging voice work that there is because it's so constrained by the, the, the technical limitations of the craft. So it's, it's this is this core group of us that we all knew each other and would all kind of work on all the shows. That's why it's like we're all on Trigon, we're all on Power Rangers, we're all on Digimon or whatever yeah. it is, you know, we're all on Wolf's Reign, it's like we all did the same
0: stuff. So, back then when you guys were first starting out, and I mean, I guess even now, maybe, whenever you guys do um, an anime voiceover, like a dub, do you guys um, have to go watch any of the original footage that it came from? or? I mean, everybody's kind of... got, yeah,
1: everybody's got their own technique. For me, I never want to watch the original because I want to give it my own spin, and I don't yeah. want to be derivative of somebody else's performance. I want to I hear the music, I want to get a sense of the tone, uh, you know, like is this a drama, a comedy, what style of com- comedy, like, how, how are we approaching this from a, like an actorly point of view? Mm-hmm. Um, the music definitely helps and having a conversation with the director about that helps. Yeah. Um, but that's it and I want to I bring my own take to the role.
0: So last major question we had. Okay. And I'm going to read this one verbatim from my uh, staff member, Miguel. Before your first retirement from voice acting, you were asked to come in for Cyber09 to replace another voice actor. Mm -hmm. What made you take up the role, and what's the process like for coming onto a SO that's in the middle of production?
1: Yeah, that's true. So Cyber Soldier09... Which uh, still holds up. People love that, and I. It was redone more recently. I think Johnny Yong Bosch played my character in the in the re, redone version or whatever. I think it's on Netflix. But I'm actually I'm I'm partial to the version that I did because of the style of animation. At any rate, I was specifically asked by the director to come in and do this because the producers didn't like the the sound of the voice actor that was doing my character the cyber, joe uh, joe shimamori cyber soldier 9 the title character i'm not going to name him because you know we don't want to embarrass anybody but it's yeah. it, it was a matter of they'd done a few the producers heard it back didn't like what they were hearing specifically asked for me the director's like well joshua retired i actually sold my house in l.a and had already moved to santa barbara which is like a hundred miles away and he's like please can you just do this one last Project. I'm like, no. Like, I'm gone. I'm, I'm starting my live tour. And they're like, well, we'll work around your tour and if you come back. And I was like, all right. It says a favor to this friend who's a director. Anyway, I'm glad I did because it was a big show, but it was a big time commitment. And it was hard to, like, drive 100 miles back and forth to do a two-hour session. Right. Yeah, but, you know, all's well that ends well. So that that's how it worked. I never heard I, – honestly, I don't remember if I ever knew who the first – voice actor was that did it, and I never heard the scratch tracks or anything, because I don't like to hear it, like I just mm-hmm. said, what was done beforehand, but there's generally there's the personality of the actor comes through in the portrayal, right? Um, so there was a, a certain <clears throat> kind of thing that's in my personality that they wanted, I think, that they, that they weren't hearing and, uh, and that I... I think whether I'm playing a hero or a villain, you get some sense of me, like the personality that is me, the human Joshua Seth, in the role that I am playing. Like with most actors, like you infuse that part of your personality that fits yeah. that character into it. And I thought it fit uh, Cyborg Soldier 9's character like really well. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it's a, it's a it's high drama and adventure in that <laughs> show. It's like the kind of role that I like to play actually.
0: Yeah. So last question, two-parter, where can we see you next? Do you have any upcoming roles that yeah. we can uh, keep an eye for you? Yes.
1: Um, I can't tell you what it is because okay. of the NDAs, but I will tell you uh, this summer. Yeah, there's a, a, a movie that I, I voiced um, a pretty major part in that uh, will be announced this summer, and it's okay. anime. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to start promoting it and talking about it, I just can't quite yet. But yeah, I'm back baby! I, I built a, a, my, my recording uh, studio at home, kind of late to the game on this. Now that things are remote, that they went remote recording during the pandemic. I should have been recording all during the pandemic, but I was just doing other stuff and I was out of it. And then a studio approached me, actually it was a, for a different show that I can tell you about called Prince of Tennis. It was just a a director wanted to work with me and i was like yeah if you tell me how to build a studio and what you know what to do to make this work remote i'll do it so that was oh late 2022 i guess that i built that and then once i had the studio i'm like oh i bought the equipment i would like to start doing this again and just a couple months ago i signed with an agent uh, in Los Angeles, great agency that's been sending me uh, some really killer auditions lately and it's been really fun to get back into it and then, then I recorded this movie. So, yeah,
0: it's it's all happening again. <laughs> well, welcome back and I want to ask one last thing. Um, where can we find you on social media to track your next convincing appearance or Should your next I, gig? Yeah, yeah, um, I'm on all the social networks so just
1: look up Joshua Seth on the TikTok, the Twitter, the Instagram, or as the kids call it, the gram. I believe Facebook still exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on, I'm on all of those, and I post videos like pretty much every day. Actually, mm-hmm. all this stuff, cause I'm I'm booked on like thirty some conventions this year. So check that out, and hopefully I will see you at one soon. I also have my own podcast where I interview my voice actor friends called Voiceover Champions. So you can check that out too.
0: Ooh, that sounds like fun. We're going to check this out. Yeah.
1: Oh, and I should also mention for any of you that are interested in voice acting, I get asked, how do I get into voice acting so much that uh, I actually recorded like a half-hour video. It's free. That answers your question of like, how do I become a voice actor? You can go to joshuaseth.com, just like my name, joshuaseth.com slash vo, uh, and you can watch that for free.
0: Awesome. Well, Charles, thanks so much for taking the time out to talk to me today at BayCon in Pasadena, Texas. And uh, hope you have a good rest of your con today. You too. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.